Got Let's it. go, okay. Shir Toro. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, I thank everybody for their patience. I was having a good time, but uh, you were just sitting there. It goes to show that you really have to know more than I know about this in order to do this. Okay. The Pasuk says this, the Psukim. You see Psukim by Yomim Oshel Ha'am. This is before Kriyat Yam Suf. The people are walking up to the river, walking in the direction of the water. And they know that they can't go forward and they can't go backward. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, say this, this to them, Al tira'u. do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That means they were afraid. I mean, so there's a problem. What are they afraid of? I mean, God has taken them out of Mitzrayim. They've gone through the Ted Makot. They've gone through the death of the firstborn. I mean, there comes a time where you're not afraid, where you're confident. Hityatsvu means to be strong, to stand uh, uh, in a very uh, definitive manner. And look, watch. You're going to see the Yeshuat Hashem, the redemption of God, the salvation of God. Which is going to do for you. Key, because as a result of, in 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 light of, the way you saw the Egyptians today, right? You saw them because you ran out of Mitzrayim. You took the stuff that you took with you. Not only did God organize Yitziat Mitzrayim, not only did He punish the Egyptians very uh, powerfully, but he, he guarantees to B'nai Yisrael that they are never going to see the Egyptians again. A guarantee which was discussed by later halachists in the way they discussed it. But for us, it's enough that HaKadosh Baruch is trying to assuage their, their fear. It's, a, it's nothing to be afraid of. God is in charge. Don't you see that by now? So it, it, there's a hidden accusation here also by Yoba Moshe Am Altirau. Do not be afraid. You're going to see God's salvation. That word Hayom is also kind of a not the word we're going to deal with today, but it's a worth a word worth considering. Whatever the Pesach says, Hayom, you know it's special. There's something special about that word. What Hayom are we talking about? We're talking about the Hayom of seeing the Egyptians. You're not going to see them. Adolam, Adolam means ever. Ever. I mean, how many promises of ever or forever are there for B'nai Yisrael? Then another pasuk, Hashem Yilachem Lachem, God will fight the battle for you. Vatem Tacharishun. What is Vatem Tacharishun? Cheresh. It's somebody who can't speak. Can't speak, therefore he can't hear. Or he can't hear, therefore he can't speak. 
but but people who are shim, they have a problem with davening. Hashem yochem God will fight on your behalf and you quiet. Hashem El Moshe, a second question, a second kind of consideration. And there's a partial sign. I don't want to go into that now, but it means a somewhat deviation from the previous topic. Vayoma Hashem El Moshe. Right? First we had Vayoma Moshe El Ha'am. What Moshe Rabbeinu said is, don't be afraid. And not only don't be afraid, you don't have to even daven. Because, because it's a done deal. The prayers have been answered. The hundreds of years of prayers have been answered. So, so, so just keep quiet. Don't say a word. And that's another pasuk, a new topic. And God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, it sounds like, Titzak, to scream out, is a, some kind of a synonym for prayer, right? Just as Moshe Rabbeinu gets finished telling B'nai Israel that they don't have to daven, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Matitzak Eli, what are you davening for? What are you davening for? B'nai Yisrael, when it was the summary, B'nai Yisrael don't pray daven, Moshe Rabbeinu don't daven, and if they don't daven, what should they be doing? What should they be doing? The so, just get going. Just get going. And some and people like to uh, 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 interpret this uh, event in these four psukim as saying, you know, there's a time for davening and there's a time for action. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu told the people who didn't know that it was a time for action for for movement to move it to stop davening. Well, maybe. Maybe we'll see what some of the Mephoshim have to say. The commentaries, the commentators. Um, Ezra, can you move to the Rashi somehow? If you're still there. Ezra. Oh, thank you. Rashi says, this is all Rashi, right? I, well, this, this window is the Rashi window. You see them. But you're only going to see them today. Ayom hu shiritem otam. That's how we should read the pasuk. Just as you saw them today, you should know that that was a, a kind of a, a special event because it was the end. It was the end of things. Shiritem otam lotosifu ot. Pasuk yudalid. Hashem yilachem lachem. That's why God will fight the battle for you. Bishvilchem lachem. Bishvilchem, right? Correcting the Hebrew of the Chumash into the Hebrew of Rashi. For your benefit. Hashem yilachem lachem. God will fight for you. And Rashi says, for your benefit. V'chein, in a similar way. Ki Hashem nilcham lachem. God is fighting for them. V'chein, apostle in Iov, im la'el terivun. Im la'el terivun. V'chein, v'asher diber li, v'chein, ha'atem terivun labal. Terivun, yilachem lachem, for you. There's a, 
a kind of a setup where there's a verb and then a pronoun, and it means the pronoun means that the verb is for you. That's what that's what Rashi says, and we're thankful. But we haven't got enough time to go through the Rashi carefully. Let's go on. Matitzak Eli. Matitzak Eli. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, why do you daven? Lamadnu shaya Moshe omeid umit So we we got the same interpretation as Rashi. That was good. Lamadnu shaya Moshe omeid umit From this we learn when God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, So it means that Moshe Rabbeinu was davening. What was he talking? Well, what else is there to scream out to heaven except to David? Amalo HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amalo HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lo eit ata laharich b'tfilah. This is not the time for a long Shemona Esrei. This is not the time to show everybody how long you can take to David. Right? Laharich. Uh, what do you think? There's, there's this great, this terrible affliction or oppression against Israel. So you're going to daven? That's not the time to daven. Now is the time to get going. You're giving the wrong message. It's a complaint against Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, it's clear that they have to move on. They have to move in the direction of the water. They have to do something difficult and jump in. What are you telling them to daven? You're, you're, you're giving them the wrong message, right? There's a time for davening and there's a time for moving on. Rashi says another way of understanding to me. Why do you scream to me? I'll take care of it, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu. And similarly, the Devarachar, as the first interpretation, they blame Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is giving the wrong message. He's teaching the wrong Torah. He's like, giving people an idea that is absolutely incorrect. God says, I'm the one who's going to make that determination. Right? The people I'm in charge of, I'm in charge of. Uh, Rashi explains, God said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ein lahem ela linsoa. All they have to do is, is move on. She'en hayam omeid b'fneihem. She'en hayam omeid b'fneihem. Because the waters, the sea, is not going to stand fast against them and stop them. Kedai zechut avoteihem. Kedai, worthy, the merit of their forefathers, Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov, Hem ve'amuna she'aminu bi v'yetz'u. 
right? They, there was so much faith in the generations of the forefathers. That'll be enough. It'll be enough to get them out. It'll be enough to split the sea. Be somehow Rashi. Uh, as Rashi says, Rashi says, "Ain lahem elalin lisa sheir hayam or maybe if they have, all they have to do is move ahead. They have to have faith. So what do they have faith in? <laughs> They're standing there in front of the sea, and so God says, or Moshe Rabbeinu says, jump in, and they say, how can we jump in? It's the end of us. And they turn around, they see the Egyptians are coming. So what does Akkadosh Baruch say that Moshe Rabbeinu should tell them? Don't think that you're going to be saved only because of yourself and the actions that you took in the last 200 years, but it all comes back to Schut Avotehem, to the merit of the forefathers, Vahem, Vahemunasha, Minu Bi, that's what you tell them. That's what you tell them. And so there's a faith that B'nai Yisrael are called upon, and that's the faith that B'nai Yisrael are called upon to have in the merit of the forefathers, etc. And let's look quickly at two other Mephoshim, the Ibn Ezra and the Rambam. So the Ibn Ezra, uh, Ezra, you have to Get me to the next page. Ezra, Ezra. Uh, there I am. Uh, there you are. Ebed Ezra. Look at the Ebed Ezra. We don't learn the Ebed Ezra so often, but this is a good time. Matitzak, Yeshomrim, Kimoshetso Ekelaam. Yeshomrim, Rashi. Rashi said it that Moshe Rabbeinu is so ek, but Ebed Ezra says Yeshomrim, Kimoshom, it's so ek, El Hashem, right? El Hashem. That, that Moshe Rabbeinu is davening as hard as he can. That's why he's so ach. That's what the Ibn Ezra says. He already said to him, God, to Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm going to make it really tough on Paro. Rak Neymar El Moshe. Shehu connected Kol Yisrael, but that was said to, right? That 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 uh, uh, the reason that it says Moshe, even though he's really talking to all of Am Yisrael, is because Moshe Rabbeinu somehow equals Rak Neimar El Moshe, Shehu connected Kol Yisrael, Yisrael El Hashem. Right, that B'nai Yisrael, since B'nai Yisrael was screaming and davening, by Esau, they have to move along. And Rani Ben-Ezra says, Ma'at ma'at, ad sheyagiyu l'svat There was, HaKadosh Baruch already told Moshe Rabbeinu that they would be saved. HaKadosh Baruch already told Moshe Rabbeinu that the Egyptians would uh, would be punished. 
and uh, and lose out. So they had to somehow Moshe Rabbeinu had the job of convincing B'nai Israel that they could have faith if they went step by step towards the water that they would be saved. That's the Ibn Ezra. The Ramban, we'll learn a little bit of the Ramban. Rabbi Avram. Rabbi Avram is the Ibn Ezra. Ki Moshe Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu was like a, a dressed, a dressed Moshe Rabbeinu, dressed all of the Israel. They would scream to God. And that's what it says in the Pasuk that B'nai Yisrael yelled out. So we have a, like just a question. What do you mean yelled out? Why couldn't it say Davin? It balel, it balelu. What do titzak? Does it ever say titzak by Avram Avinu? No. Does it say that by Yitzchak? No. What is B'nai Yisrael some titzak? Where they learned that? Where they learned titzak? So here the Ramban, he's got it. Ramban doesn't get it. If B'nai Yisrael screamed and davened, so what's wrong with that? That was a good thing for them to do. I mean, the, 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 the theater of the Egyptian invasion of uh, Yamsu, they'll wait a little bit. Kodesh Baruch Hu could do that. Why doesn't he want them to daven? Ramban, Lava man, not sakhelai. Ra'ulam litzok, vulayo ma matinichem litzok, deber lahem vinivi. So don't, maybe this is what God meant. Don't just let them scream, but get them to move along. It's like he's not saying that it's bad to daven. He's just saying that the time has come to. To move along, ki kivar amarti We have the same pasuk that Rashi that Rashi quoted. Okay, so we see that that uh, everybody is downplaying the titzak as though that it's not even worth talking about. It means just what you think it means. Doesn't mean anything else. I'd like to just, uh, if I may, look at the Medrash Rabbah that's quoted in the Svatamet, and we'll look at the Svatamet, and I'll try to explain it, and we'll do it efficiently. Ezra, are you with us? The move to the Shvod Rabbah, right? That's it. Shvod Rabbah. Quote: There's a pasuk in Tehillim, Tzaku Hashem Shomea. Mahu Cain, right? What is Sakub Hashem Shomea Ella? The Medrash comes up with an idea. The Medrash, the Medrash, right? The Medrash Rabbah comes up with this interesting idea. But just because it's interesting doesn't mean it means something to us yet. But the interesting idea is, it is idea, Elishte Yerushot in Chil Yitzchak Bana. Besides everything that we know about Yitzchak and his, his sons and get along with them, he didn't get along with them. He gave them blessings, didn't give them blessings. But they were the Medrash says there were two Yerushot, two Yerushot, two inheritances that Yitzchak gave one to each of his one to each of his sons, right? Yaakov, Yaakov. 
Yaakov, it says, when Yaakov showed up dressed up like Esau, he said, Akol, Kol Yaakov. So the way the Medrash understands that is that, that this was a kind of a cover-up for Yitzchak giving Yaakov the bracha of Kol, the bracha of voice, Akol, Kol Yaakov. It was, but he gave these two brachot, sort of, he gave these two brachot to Yaakov. He gave Yaakov the bracha of Yaakov, which was Hakol Kol Yaakov. And he gave Yaakov the bracha of Esav, which was so in a manner of speaking, we inherited the bracha of Yadayim and the bracha of Kol, right? We inherited both of this. So he says, uh, Asa was proud of his, uh, what he received, which was Yadayim, and Yaakov was received Kol, the Shekol. Now, the one who tried to explain this Medrash, which strikes us as being a bit odd, was the Svatemet. Svatemet. And even though my wife always says I should tell everybody who these people are, because we don't, not everybody knows, but we don't have time today. So, Look at it, look it up for yourself. Svatamet. Svatamet was the second Ger Rebbe in in Ger. And Ezra, can you like move me to the Svatamet, the, the last of the of the picture? Ah, Svatamet. Adoni Ovi Zikani, my grandfather, Mori Varabi, my teacher. The Svatamet's father died when he was a young boy and he grew up in his grandfather's house, Khudushi Arim. And he says, he, he quotes him very often, his grandfather, he gave Perush Midrash. He tried to explain this mysterious Midrash. Matitzak, Matitzak, Yerushot, right, Yerushot, there were two kinds of Yerushot. There was a Yerushat Yadayim, a Yerushat Kol. Ki al Yidei HaKol. He says, what does it mean to get the Kol? It means, they are activated they become they get the special they get the special call which is called when this happens show alim at that time they ask why are you screaming out with this voice? This all takes place because of the coal that it comes out of the tzaka. That he was very proud of the Yerusha of Kol, he Yaakov, he Israel. Uh, uh, 
‫להתגאה בירושתו שמגיע, ‫שמגיע על ידי הכל שלמעלה מהכל. ‫דברי פי חוכם חן, ‫כי פשוט תמוה לשון המדרש ‫למה שכתוב כבר שמעתי, ‫צעקתם וכולי. ‫so, this is what I understand. This is what I understand, that according to the Medrash, the Medrash Rabbah, and finalized, sort of stamped a conclusion here in the Svatimet, there's um, there are two kinds of kinds of davening, appeals that are made to God. And both of them that started out, one started out as a call called Yaakov, and the other one is Yadaimi Deisab, but we can restate that in a different way. That's the real battle. That's the battle of Amolek. That was the battle where Moshe Rabbeinu held out his arms. His arms represented Emunah, and Emunah is Rav Nachman of He says Emunah equals Tfilah. That's what Tfilah is. It's a statement of, of faith. It's not a request, according to Rav Nachman. It's not like asking God for something. You don't have to ask God for anything. God knows what you need. And whether you get it or you don't get it, it's a decision that is beyond our ken. But, but davening, davening is a statement of faith. It says that God can reorder the world. And that's why you're turning to God. That's called, that's called uh, accepting uh, God's dominion. That's what davening is. Now he's not send me this or cure me that or go give me a, a more comfort or pleasure in the world. God knows all about that. And whether you get any of that depends on a kind of reckoning that is far beyond, far beyond what we can understand. So there are two kinds of, of davening. One is the davening of a real battle of Olam Hazer, what goes on in this world, of what goes on in this world. And then there's the Kol Kol Yaakov, the Ma Titzak Eli. Titzak means to scream. Scream meaning it doesn't have words. It doesn't have words. We know what that is. That's the Tkiyat Shofar of Rosh Hashanah, which is, doesn't have words. And that's the kind of davening that only B'nai Yisrael can do because they inherited from Yaakov Avinu, from Yaakov Avinu, a kol kol Yaakov. So in this interchange between HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu, and B'nai Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Matitzak Eli. Why go and, and use the davening of Tsa'ak, of, of Shofar, of no words? Why use that davening now? Now you have a problem of, like, real. There's a real problem. Now is the time for the davening, for the davening of Yadayim Yidei Esav. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, was unhappy with Moshe Rabbeinu, was unhappy with Moshe Rabbeinu, they didn't explain to them, to the people, that there's the davening of Yadayim and the davening of, and the davening of Kol. And that distinction exists in the Medrash, in the Medrash itself, and is kind of validated and reinterpreted by the by the the 
by the Gary Rebbe. So what you have is I feel like an interesting, an, an interesting idea, I think, that B'nai Yisrael opted for the unnecessary davening, for the davening that can only be done perhaps in the Beit HaMikdash, the davening that can only be done by people who are settled, who are reaching to heaven, right? And not the people who are working their way through a reality uh, check. So HaKadosh Baruch said to me, not that kind of davening. Don't, that's not what we need now. We need the kind of davening of Yadayim, the kind of davening that gets you into a better place in Olam Hazer. And that's the objective that B'nai Yisrael had to learn when they left Mitzrayim. Have a good Shabbos. All the best. Sorry about the delay at the beginning, but it's just beyond me. All the best. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom.